It's day three of our honeymoon, and all I can say is that I'm content. Sergio has kept his word on not touching me, but I still have to sleep on the same bed with him. I don't know why, but he insists on it. I keep on my side, and he keeps on his. Every morning we have breakfast together, and then he leaves me to hit the gym and get some work done. By the time he's finished with whatever for the morning, we meet up again for lunch. In the afternoon, he's like my tag-along. He devotes all his time to me, even if we stay in silence and don't speak with each other. It's kind of weird, but I'm okay with it. My marriage could have been worse. I could have had a husband who forced me to have sex on the first night and beat me when I refused to do anything with him. Honestly, I should be grateful. My mom, of course, calls me twice a day to make sure I'm behaving, but really, I don't have to do anything. I tell her we are fine and getting along. Well, we are just not on a couple level. We are making it work, like friends. Sergio and I are booked at a beachfront five-star hotel resort. There are so many things to do that if we are to actually do something, we may have to plan it a day in advance. Most of the activities are in the afternoon, so it's kind of difficult to fully enjoy anything with Sergio by my side. Now it's 4.30 in the afternoon and Sergio and I are sitting on the beach. We have been doing this since our arrival, because it's supposed to be our bonding time. But we don't do anything together. We don't even talk. I bring my book and he brings his music. While we are lounging on our beach chairs, I'm enjoying my book and he's plugged in, enjoying his music. That's all. But there's this thing that nags me. I don't know why it nags, but it just does. I'm gonna put it out there. My husband is ridiculously gorgeous. He is possibly every woman's dream husband. Had this not been an arranged marriage, I would have struck the jackpot. Sergio is toned, built, and wears a Black Panther tattoo on his left chest that is big enough to draw attention. The marking I had seen on his neck on the day of our wedding had been the panther's fucking tail. My god. Every time Sergio is on that beach chair relaxing, there is always some woman staring. I mean, women are just walking past us for a glimpse of him. Most of the time, he doesn't even see them because his eyes are closed and listening to his music or busy doing some work. This man commands the attention of women and does not care. But I care. I see everything. And it's goddamn annoying. Women literally throw themselves at him. Five minutes ago, a woman dropped her phone in front of me and bent over to pick it up. She was wearing a thong. Had she been a leg length away from me, I would have kicked her disrespectful ass into the sand. I'm reaching for my pina colada when Sergio opens his eyes and glances at his watch. He has never done that before, so I stare at him. He then closes his eyes again and adjusts himself in the chair. I turn two pages in my book and he does it again. Then, out of nowhere, a woman in the resort uniform approaches us. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. Bonaparte. Sergio sits upright and unplugs his headphones. I peer at him and then at the woman. I'm sorry, is something wrong? I ask. No, not at all. Your husband has arranged for a sunset cruise and canoeing, and I'm just here to let you all know that the boats will leave in 35 minutes. I gape at Sergio. I'm sorry, did I ruin the surprise? The woman says. My husband stands. No, not at all. Thank you for letting us know. We'll be at the dock shortly. The woman smiles. Great. 
When she walks off, I hop off my beach chair a little too excited. Uh, a cruise? Yes, would you like to go? I shrug one shoulder. Uh, yeah, sure, I guess. Hell yes. I was dying to go on this cruise. Actually, I was more interested in canoeing in front of the sunset than anything on this trip. So hearing Sergio asking me if I wanted to go is like music to my ears. I try to keep my excitement down because I don't want to give him any ideas that I want to do things with him when truly I want to do this for myself. Had this been a morning thing, I would have done it in a heartbeat. But since canoeing and sunsets are an evening thing and my evenings are set with Sergio, I didn't think it would be wise to plan something on my own when we're supposed to be spending time together. Good. Let's go get changed. And as usual, Sergio grabs my hand and pulls me along. Sometimes I think he enjoys this, or at least he enjoys my company. He doesn't show any emotion, but the way he does it, it makes me think that he cares. But I know he doesn't because he has someone else. Maybe my mom is paying him to do all of this, or maybe there's a marriage bargain. We get ready and head back downstairs. There's a short line for the cruise, but I'm guessing it's because some have already left. According to Sergio, our boat is supposed to leave at 5.20. We get on board the small yacht and we're quickly briefed on safety and whatever else we're not supposed to be doing. And throughout this entire process, Sergio has not let go of my hand. I am certain he thinks I'm going to run away or leave him or something. He's so possessive yet numb when it comes to his feelings towards me or anything involving us. This is also why I'm still surprised about this planned cruise. When we are finally out in the middle of the ocean at the perfect spot to watch the sunset, one of the guys managing the boat approaches us. Right, so we'll be doing the canoeing and the watching of the sun setting here. Which canoe do you prefer? Single or double bin? Single. Double. The guy eyes both of us and smiles. Okay, so I'll check you two back in a few minutes. I'll let you guys decide. Sergio glares at me as if I shot him in the leg. I would prefer a single. Single is fine. If you think I'm going to let you get into a body of water on a boat by yourself... I've canoed before, I know what I'm doing. So you won't have to worry about me. We'll be doing a double. I don't know why he insists on having me with him when we can simply have our own boat. It's not like we are an official couple and in love. Sergio should be happy to be alone. But I don't want to... If something is to happen, I can save you. I roll my eyes. I get it. You don't want to lose your precious bank card. My parents will have his head if I die on my honeymoon. They might even think it's his fault. Sergio grips my wrist and pulls me closer. Little girl, I have my own money. I'm more wealthy than you or your parents think I'm worth. So enough with this money talk. I am only concerned for my wife. I huff. Shouldn't you be glad? If I die, then you'll be free. His jaw tenses. As much as I don't want this sham of a marriage, keeping you alive is very beneficial for my image. I squint at him. You're a dick. I have a dick. There's a difference. Then he slides his fingers between mine. You're stuck with me whether you like it or not, wife. Now, let's go tell the kind young man we'll be taking a double. I remain silent and follow his lead. There's no getting out of anything with him. I am truly stuck with this man. Well, for now. You're gonna suffocate me to death like this. 
I whisper. Don't worry, love. It won't always be like this. Sergio stops in front of the guy and tells him about the canoe. Is he planning on divorcing me? Letting me go? Is there a set period for this thing we call a marriage? A year? Six months, maybe? I smile at the thought. What are you smiling at? Nothing, husband. We spend the rest of the evening in our double-bin canoe and watch the beautiful sunset. On the bright side, Sergio let me do almost all of the steering. He also let me sit at the front. I almost cried seeing the beautiful oranges and pinks of the sky. I love sunsets. It's like a reminder that all things need rest. By the time we get back on land, it is time for dinner. And even though I told Sergio I wasn't in the mood for a restaurant or dining, he insisted on us eating together in the room. He orders room service and we sit in silence eating. How am I supposed to live like this? How am I supposed to tolerate a stranger who wouldn't even speak to me unless it's necessary? Thanks for the cruise. I finally say, setting my cutlery down. We are both finished eating, and I'm glad. The awkwardness was glaring. You're welcome. He stands and then piles our plates on top of each other. I know you would have liked it. My brow shoots up. Oh, really? Sergio makes a call to tell them to come for the dishes, and then he heads for the bathroom. I follow him. How did you know? I quickly turn away when he whips out his dick and lifts the toilet seat. He could have at least given me a warning. Honestly, I thought he was going to brush his teeth or something. I didn't think he was going to pee. As soon as I hear the toilet flush and think he's finally finished, I turn back around only to see him smirking. You're a piece of work. What, have you never seen a dick before? I roll my eyes and walk away. I should have never followed him to the bathroom in the first place. I don't even know what I was thinking. When he emerges from the bathroom, I'm sitting on the couch. Care to tell me how you knew I would be interested? Does that really matter? He pulls his t-shirt over his head, exposing his tattooed chest, and settles into bed. Yes. I want to know if my mom has put him up to something, or if he has prior knowledge of me and my interests. Sergio shrugs. I saw you reading the Things to Do magazine, and I also heard you asking the front desk about it. Oh. I swallow hard. Even if he heard me asking about it or saw me looking at a magazine, why would he take it up on himself to book the trip? I stand. I'm going to wash up. I make it to the washroom and sit on the toilet cover. Why would he care? Why would he go out of his way to book that cruise? Maybe he's trying to get into my good books. Maybe my mom told him to. None of this makes sense. Sergio doesn't know or like me enough to care about that shit. So why? When I head back out into the bedroom, the plates and glasses are gone, and Sergio has turned off the TV. Now he's typing on his phone. I climb into bed and stare at the ceiling. How can this possibly be a marriage? How can this even be a honeymoon? I'm confused. One minute my husband is cold towards me, then he shows that he cares by planning a tour. And now he's in bed on his phone talking to another woman. I know it's another woman because I can see her face in the picture above. He doesn't care that I'm lying next to him and I can see. He doesn't care at all. I don't know what any of this means, 
but all I know is that I can never love an unfaithful man and a heartless one. I refuse to let someone like him break my heart. I refuse to be the wife of convenience. This has got to end. Turn off the light, I say. I'm ready to sleep. I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't be mad at him for having someone else. But for him to do it openly as we are in bed and still on our honeymoon makes me sick to my core. I scoot to the edge of my side of the bed and pull the sheets closer to my body. And just before he puts away his phone and leans over to touch the lamp, I see the last message. It's a heart emoji. And he is the one to send it. You have met the end of Arranged Marriage Part 2. I felt like I needed to take my time with this one. I don't want to rush this storyline. You know, sometimes we need a little build-up, don't we? Anyway, stay tuned for Part 3, and if you haven't already, subscribe and share. If you want to donate, see the link in the description. Thanks. Bye.